Lord, come upon everyone, everyone that will be part of today's teaching. Lord, give them understanding. Open their eyes to see. Open their ears to hear. Open their understanding to be able to comprehend everything that we are going to be discussing today. Thank you, Lord, for what you have done. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen, 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 in Jesus' name. I welcome everyone today to another study. And uh, we started talking about uh, the church, uh, the gifts, and then the, the members of the body of Christ last week. And today also we are going to continue. Uh, but I have some slides here that we like to show us and we are going to use it to also uh, discuss what we are going to be talking about today. So as to give us a better understanding of uh, what we are saying. Can you see what I'm sharing? Can we all see it? Yeah, I can see. Awesome, awesome. So, um, I'm going to be giving us illustration of some things I'm going to be doing today. We might not go too deep into all these gifts, but I uh, will just give us uh, uh, an, uh, a, a better understanding uh, so that when we see ourselves or the Spirit of God working with us or using us in those areas, we begin to understand uh, what is going on with us. Because sometimes the, the, this, the gift of the Spirit might, might be manifesting in our life, but because we don't understand those kind of gifts, we don't recognize them, that, oh, God is using me in this direction, or, or oh, God has given me this particular gift, uh, and uh, is going to help the body of Christ, help the church, help the members of the body of Christ, and help the kingdom of God at large. So first, we read uh, Romans chapter 12, uh, verse 3 to 8 last week. I'm going to point out some parts to us to just remind us uh, of what we read last week. If you can see it, just follow. If you look at the ending of that verse 3, it says, In accordance with the faith, God has distributed to each one of us. In accordance to the faith, God has distributed to each one of us. So if you go back, it says, uh, verse 5 says, So in Christ we... Though may form one body, each member belongs to all the others. So I'm going to read verse 6 to 8 to remind us of those gifts that we mentioned last week. I think I was able to give us a broader understanding of what the church represents uh, and the gifts, why those gifts are necessary for the church of Christ. I think I mentioned those things uh, last week to us. But we are going to be, uh, I'm going to be bringing out... Uh, uh, those gifts that we see in Romans chapter 12 and also I'm going to be bringing out those gifts that we see in uh, uh, 1st Corinthians chapter Chapter 12. I'm going to be bringing out those ones too. If everybody can see if you have any question You can just call my attention at any time and then I'm going to be able to uh, To come back and answer you if you have any question today I'm going to we are going to be able to answer those questions. So I'm going to bring out those gifts in Romans 12 First uh, Corinthians chapter 12 and we're going to be looking at those gifts also that the Bible talks about in Ephesians chapter uh, 4 so let us all look into it together and as we are going through this teaching I want you to begin to look at yourself because the purpose of this teaching is for you to be able to focus on yourself look at what the Spirit of God has been working in you on what has been manifesting in your life 
maybe you see yourself that maybe God is already using you in prophetic uh, is already using you as his teacher. You are identifying yourself that, oh, I'm a teacher. Or you are seeing yourself that, oh, I just find myself preaching to people. I find liberty. I find it easy in preaching or in giving or in different areas we're going to be talking about today. So you begin to identify it. And when you can identify it, it's necessary for you to develop yourself, to educate yourself, to get more knowledge on that gift. Get more knowledge on it. And when you get more knowledge so that you grow yourself in that gift, because God has given us faith according to the measure of the gift. He has given us the measure of faith according to the gift that he has given unto us. So looking at Romans chapter 12, 12 now, uh, looking at verse 6 down to 8, he said, We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then encouragement. If it is to giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. So these are the gifts that the Bible mentioned in Romans chapter 12, talking about prophesying according to your faith level. Because uh, as you started in a little way, as God started with you, uh, showing you some visions uh, of what is going to come to pass in the future, you may not understand that you are already prophesying. But uh, gradually, you just see that maybe you have a vision. You had a dream. It might start working for you first, for you first, before you even minister to others. You just have a vision of something. And before you know it, it comes to pass. You have a vision again. It comes to pass. God show you something that is going to happen in your day and it's come to pass. Or maybe during the day you just saw something and it come to pass. You saw you and your a friend of yours or something you're about to do and God show you that thing and before you know it, that thing comes. It can be good or evil. You begin to identify that, oh, God is using prophetic vision. He's giving me prophetic dreams. It might be giving you prophetic words. You might be giving prophetic uh, uh, message either teaching or preaching you know sometimes people will say ah the message you just preach is just for me oh the words you are just talking about is for me that those are prophetic that is for now it can be prophetic can also be for now or for the future prophetic words for me ah, that is this is just a word for me you are just giving me a word it can be in serving just like the bible is talking about it can be in teaching God can give you the gift of teaching to understand things that others do not understand and to bring the understanding of those things to the body of Christ. It can be that God wants to use you in teaching for, to teach people in your, in your church, in your environment, in your family, or at large. You might be teaching a lot of people. Things, maybe it can be a particular topic or a particular thing that God can give the inspiration to you and understanding to you and you teach encouragement. I'm going to be giving us, I itemize everything so that we can all see it. But let's go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. If God permits us one of these days, we are going to look at those gifts, uh, some of those gifts independently. And we are going to look into uh, details on those gifts and also today I will give us an example of looking at Jesus working in some of those gifts 
we've seen it in the Bible, we don't recognize it, but we're going to be giving us an example, and as I'm giving examples, some of them will also be flashing into your mind that, wow, this is this particular gift that Jesus was also working in. So, looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, if you look at what the Bible says in verse 1, it says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. So, Paul is writing to the Christians, those believers already, those that are filled with the Holy Spirit, but they don't understand, just like you today too, you are a Christian, but you don't understand that you have this spiritual gift, that the Spirit of God actually has come to fill you and want to manifest some spiritual gift which through you to others and minister through this spiritual gift. Say we should not be uninformed about this spiritual gift. So Paul in verse 2 says, You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols. However, you were led. But let's come down to uh, verse 4. Let's just be fast today. Verse 4, he said, Now these are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there, and the, there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but the same God, who empowers them all in everything. If you look at what the Bible is saying, it's giving us an understanding that... Uh, we have one spirit, we have one Lord, and that same spirit that is also our Lord is also our God that we know from the beginning. You see, it's coming back like uh, starting with the last that they know. They know about the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. They, he has shown them about Jesus, which is our Lord, the same Lord. And also, he's also bringing them to the understanding of the creator of everything, which is the God that we know. So, every one of them was filled with the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit is going to work in individual person in different ways. It's to complement the church. It's to work together. It's to build the church. The Spirit of God might work in me and maybe prophetically. Uh, the Spirit of God can work in maybe Brother John in teaching grace. The Spirit of God can work in maybe uh, Brother Ola in preaching or in uh, uh, Brother GP in evangelism. You know, every one of us are all working together. It's the same Spirit that is working in us, but it's working in a different way, in a different channel. It's just a different channel, but the same Spirit is working. It's not a different Spirit. It might work in the prophetic, in the teaching, in the healing, in miracle, in word of knowledge, in word of wisdom, and all those things are all together. But if you now look at uh, the gifts that are mentioned in First uh, Corinthians chapter 12, I will just quickly let us look at uh, a picture of it. Let's look at the picture of First uh, Corinthians chapter 12. First, if you look at this, you see this is a list of all the spiritual gifts. In Romans chapter 12, you see all the gifts there are in a simpler English. Talking about encouragement, giving, we have the leadership, we have the mercy, we have the prophecy, we have the service, we have the teaching. Those are the gifts that you see in uh, Romans chapter 12. But if you come into First Corinthians chapter 12, you can read it again. Looking at that verse uh, 
6 downward. You look at it. Administration, discernment of spirits, healing, the gift of healing, interpretation of language or interpretation of tongues. We have prophecy. We have wisdom, the, the word of wisdom. Apostles. We have faith. We have helps. We have knowledge. We have miracle. We have teaching. Ephesians chapter 4 talks about the fivefold ministry that I was asking Brother GP that what is his gift and I also mentioned that what is his calling. So the fivefold ministry is what we all know but also uh, this fivefold ministry, everyone that is caught into this fivefold ministry has other gifts that we are not even aware of. So we know about the apostles, some people call themselves and I'm, I'm an apostle. Uh, some people will say I'm a pastor because they pastor a church. If you don't pastor a church, you are not a pastor. You might pastor two people, you might be five, you might be ten, you are still a pastor. It doesn't mean the number of people you pastor. So pastor means a shepherd. Uh, we have the teaching, teachers. We have the evangelists. And we have what? The prophets. These are the five-fold ministry. Jesus divided himself. He gave them into the church. I'm going to look at Ephesians chapter 4. And then also, if you look at First Peter chapter 4, was also talking about uh, two kind of uh, uh, gifts that we can also see there, and also we can call it an office, is serving and then teaching. So if you look at, these are all the gifts that you can see that anybody of any one of us can exhibit or have. Any one of us can be using this gift. And I want you to begin to look at it, which one is yours? And I know that God will give you or give us a broader understanding of revelation of this is what you have been given and how to use them. So if we go back to, uh, let's now read uh, Ephesians chapter, I believe 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I will now want to show us from the scripture so that we can all understand it. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, if we read from verse 8, it says, For to one is given this. Is given through the spirit of utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge. In another Bible version, we say word of knowledge, word of wisdom. I'm going to explain to us. To another faith, this faith is not talking about uh, faith that comes by hearing, but this is the spirit of faith. This is gift of faith. You just believe. You just have faith for something. You might have faith for healing. You just don't know. You just have faith for it. This faith is just so strong. So many people have been using that. We have another gift of healing. God can just be using you, laying on people and they are being healed. Everybody should be able to heal. But when we talk about it, this gift is given to some that is working in them. God, The Spirit of God is using them in the gift of healing. You will know that yeah, these people have the gift of healing. Because it's working. And there are many ministers that you've seen that God is working in their life in the gift of healing. Healing is just taking place like this. They are ministering and the healing power of God is working. As they are ministering, maybe they are teaching, they are praying for people, healing is just taking place. Because they are working in the gift of healing. It's not them, but the gift has been given to them and the Spirit of God is using them in that particular gift. We have another, uh, the working of miracle to another prophecy to another, the ability to distinguish between spirits. And when I say distinguish between spirits, is not just uh, uh, evil spirits or good spirits. It's also a human spirit too. 
So they have the ability to differentiate between, uh, to, di to discern, and I'm going to talk about this, because prophets have this. We are going to look at the combination of these gifts that some offices have. Some offices have the combination of two or three of these gifts. Every one of us can wonder in this nine gifts of the Spirit. But some have combination of three, combination of four. God can use you in any way. He can use you at any time based on the need. Well, I want you to understand that God can use in the word of wisdom this month and use you in the word of knowledge in another place, in another place. He can use you in healing. He can just start using you in healing. So it means that every one of us can walk in these nine gifts because you have the Holy Spirit already. But some of them might be dominant in you. Some of them can be dominant. Maybe working of miracle and prophecy is working through you very well. Or discernment of spirit. You are just you walk in an, into an area and you can discern different kinds of spirit. When I mean different kinds of you can discern anger, you can discern fear, you can discern love, you can discern peace, you can discern you can discern different kinds of things that is going on in the environment because you are working in the gift of discernment of spirit. And the Bible talks about also another various kind of tongues to another interpretation of tongues. I think I mentioned this when I was talking um, uh, last week. But if you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, looking downward now, uh, verse 27 down to 31, I would want us to read it before we start explaining each and every one of those gifts. Now you are the body of Christ and individual members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostle. Look at that. I want I, I circled it. Second, prophet, third, teachers, then miracles, then gift of healing. This miracles and gift of healing is the office of uh, an evangelist. You see, I put it in red together. Helping and administration is the work of a pastor. And also we have the various kind of tongues. You see, first apostle, second prophet, third teachers, the fourth is evangelist, and the last one is what? Uh, pastor. So if you look at an evangelist now, if an evangelist go to an area, if you want to identify an evangelist, he finish preaching and everything is going on, healing and miracles will be taking place. In when a, an evangelist is ministering, if an evangelist minister in a place, people will give their life to Christ, and there will be diverse healing and miracles. Also, when you look at a pastor, a pastor has the gift of helping and administration, organizing, putting people to order, teaching people, correcting them. That's administration, helping people. Pastor has that gift. Of what helping naturally they can help people. It's not me because I this is my nature. This is the gift of God. He's using you in that area. You might be someone that is not even patient before, but because of the word the spirit of the way the spirit of God is working on you, you just find yourself helping people, calling them, you know, asking for how is everything going with them. You want to pray for them, you want to do this for them, you want to solve their problem, you want to listen to them. You know, administration. You administer people. You put people in order in the church. Okay, this person is in charge of this. This person is in charge of this. This is church. 
So a pastor will be able to do this. So let's continue. He said, verse 20, 29 says, Are all apostles? No. Everybody is not apostle. Are all prophets? No. Are all teachers? Do all do miracles? No. Do all possess gift of healing? No. Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? No. But earnestly desire the highest gift. And what is the highest gift? I mean, and I will show you still more excellent way. And what is the highest gift that he's talking about here? He's talking about that in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, talking about love. He said, desire it. Desire all these gifts. But also, earnestly desire the highest gift. What is the highest gift? It's love. I can be a prophet and not love people. If I don't work in love, my prophetic anointing or gift will destroy people. You've seen some people uh, that just speak anyhow. Because when you want to speak in love, you know how to use your gift in correcting people. Not just to expose their evil and bring out the bad in them for everybody to know. But when I'm working in love, you use your gift in love. You see Jesus, for example, using his gift in love. So no matter how gifted you are, you must walk in love. Everything must be done in love. Correct people in love. Teach them in love. Pray for them in love. God has revealed something to you. You do it in love. You tell them, you say, I will be with you. I will pray for you. Everything must be done in love. Because if a minister of God is not walking in love, this gift will scatter the body of Christ. You've seen so many churches being scattered because of one, maybe someone is a prophet and now because God has showed you something, you come on the pulpit and you start telling everybody everything. And you start telling things that people should not know. Before you know it, the church might be scattered. Because the person is not using wisdom and love. When we use wisdom and love, the gift of God will edify people. The gift of God will be a blessing to people and not a curse. So let's look at what the Ephesians chapter 4, uh, verse 11 to 14 says. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 to 14 says, And he gave the apostle, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, the teachers, to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for the building of the body of Christ. Look at verse 13 and 14, and I'm going to explain. Until we all obtain, attain to the unity of faith, and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the status, stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children, tossed to and fro by the waves, and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, craftiness in deceitful scheme. Why has God given this to the church? The reason why God has divided, Jesus has divided himself and gave gift to all men. The Bible says in Ephesians, if you read from verse 10, he said, He that ascended is the one that descended. I believe that descended is the one that ascended and he gave gift to all men. When he ascended up, he gave gifts. He divided himself. So Jesus, he divided himself to all men. And to one, he might be operating as an apostle, as a prophet, as an evangelist, as a pastor, a shepherd, and also as a teacher. And what is their work? Why are they called to these offices? What are they supposed to do? They are supposed to do what? To equip the saints 
to build up the body of Christ, to equip. An evangelist goes somewhere and he finishes maybe a village or a city or a place, finish evangelizing. Ah, many people gave their life to Christ. The work of a, pro, uh, a pastor started. They are saved. Now a pastor will start teaching them the word. A teacher will also work in the church, teaching them different doctrines. A prophet will bring a prophetic vision, a prophetic message, give the church direction. An apostle is working, sent to this place, established church, bring a, a pastor to come and pastor that place, go to another place, establish, do all kinds of things. They are all working. They are all working to equip the saints. And that's why sometimes it's very important if you if you are if you're having in a church, and that's why I've seen so many uh churches where it's only the pastor that is allowed to minister, and they have prophets in their church, they have teachers in their church, they have those that are evangelists in their church, we have those that are even apostles in the church, but the only person that is ministering is the pastor. And the pastor is not allowing all the ministers that God is using in different areas to also minister. You know, what will be deficient? Or you have some churches that is ah, this is a prophetic church. Our church is prophetic. Yes, you can be prophetic, but you need a teacher. You can be prophetic. You need a pastor. Unless, and an apostle can work in both. Can work in all the, can be, a, an apostle can be used in prophetic an apostle can be used in evangelism, be an evangelist. An apostle can be a pastor. Apostle can teach. They are the ones that can work in the other uh, fold ministry. They have that capacity. An apostle can go somewhere, finish evangelizing, pastor the church, maybe hand it over to another pastor. An apostle, God can give the apostle a prophetic vision to direct, to, to establish. Apostle sets the standard for the church. So they have bigger role. And if you look at what the Bible says, eh, to, until we all come to the unity of faith, to the knowledge of God, so that we will not be what? We will not be children. Verse 14 says, so that we will no longer be children, tossed to and fall. If you don't have a teacher in your church to give you the doctrine, to teach you the doctrine, you'll be tossed to and fall. You see some churches that have been uh, that is only prophetic that they are waiting for. Those people, if the church is not careful, other kind of spirit will be working there. Confusion may happen there if they don't have a teacher that will establish them in the word of God. You see, that's why every of those fivefold ministry are needed in the church. Every of them are very important. Because if you don't want the people in the church to be confused and they don't know the doctrine, some people, some churches don't know, some people don't know, even know the doctrine. They don't know what is right from what is left. They just serve God. And they don't know uh, the doctrine of this, the doctrine of this, this doctrine of this. this. Doctrine means teaching. And they need to be taught. They need to be taught. When they are being taught now, they will no longer be children. They will be mature. The Bible says what? In verse 30, it says, To mature manhood. You talk about uh, uh, Paul was saying that when I was a child, I talk like a child, I understand like a child. But when I became a man, I threw away childish things. As you are growing in Christ, with your understanding of this fivefold ministry, teaching you, equipping the church, you will not be tossed to and fall. 
Someone will not just come and say, oh, this is the right doctrine. You say, no, it's not established in the church. I've been taught the word of God to understand this is it. Someone will not just come with a prophetic vision and say, this is the next thing. This is the next agenda. He said, no, no, no. I understand what the prophetic word of God is because you are established in the word of God. So that's why it's very important for every of these offices and all these gifts to be working in the church. We need all these offices and what? Gifts. For example, if the evil is going to happen, used to, if an evil thing is going to happen in, uh, in the month, God will give a prophetic vision. And that prophetic vision will set the pace for the messages in the church. We set the pace, you know. Why some churches will say, okay, this is what we are doing this month. This is what God wants us to deal with this month. It's because they have a prophetic message. And all the sermon and all the messages are structured in that. To what? To equip the people there. So we need prophetic vision. We need prophetic message. Also, we need an evangelist. We need an evangelist. And you know the funniest thing is, evangelists should not do the work of a pastor. When you see an evangelist doing the work of a pastor, that church will not grow. That church, that people will be lagging behind. Because he's an evangelist. But he's doing the work of a pastor. And a pastor cannot do the work of an evangelist. My tried. But it's very important to stay in your office. Stay where you are called. Don't start jumping from here to here. Oh, because uh, prophets are needed everywhere. I want to be a prophet. But God has called you to be an evangelist. Stay, be an evangelist. Minister to people, save souls, do miracles, do healing. Let God walk through you. Function as an evangelist. If you are a pastor, you don't need to start converting other people's gifts. Oh, I, I want to teach. Yes, a pastor can have the teaching grace. A pastor can have uh, uh, the preaching grace. But if you are not good in one thing, doesn't mean that you should force yourself to do it. You can pray, you can learn, but if you have someone that can do it, it's better to allow the person that can do it better to do it. You know, for example, I cannot sing. It's not like I cannot sing, but I, I don't do well in that. So it's not going to, going to be good. Now, if, uh, if I say I'm the choir leader, <laughs> or I'm the music director, or I'm the one in charge of all the singing and I'm directing everybody, it's going to create a lot of problem. It's going to create a lot of problem. Everybody will know that there is a problem. Because ah, they will know that this person can do it better than you. Why didn't you allow this person to do it? Why are you forcing things to happen? Because God wants everything to be done in orderliness. And he wants everything to be easy. And that's why he has given the gifts and all these offices to his church. So let's look at, I divide uh, all these gifts and uh, uh, things into three areas. First, let's look at all these gifts of the Spirit. All the nine, nine gifts that you can see in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 are divided into three uh, fold, into three areas. We have the gift of knowing. We have the gift of doing. We have the gift of speaking. So if you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it's talking about the nine gifts of the Spirit. The nine gifts of the Spirit, I've mentioned it, you can read it again. But if you look at the gift of knowing, that's where we have the word of wisdom. We have the word of knowledge. We have also the discerning of spirit. That's the 
knowing gift. You know. You know. Knowing gift. You know things in the spirit. Things that are happening right now in the spirit or things that is going on in someone's life or things that are happening in the past or things that is going to happen. You know it. You know that, for example, now, a prophet must be able to work in the world of knowledge. Must be able to work in the world of wisdom. And also, must be able to work in the discernment of spirit. So, if you see a prophet, they have these three gifts working in them. Is working in them. Because if for you to be a prophet, you must be able to know a word of knowledge. And I'm going to give you an example, you know. Let me give you an example of uh, before we go further in this uh, knowing gift. Knowing gift. If you look at what John chapter 1 was saying, in the case of Nathaniel, if you remember that uh, Philip went to meet Nathaniel in John chapter 1, uh, if you read verse 45 uh, down to 48, uh, so Philip met Nathaniel and said, I've met the Son of God, I've met Jesus. He said, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Look at Jesus' response to Nathanael. In verse 47 and 48 says, Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and said unto him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no guilt. Verse 48 says, Nathanael said unto him, Where thou knowest me? Because he's mentioning his name. You've not met someone before. And you are mentioning the person's name. He says, Jesus answered and said unto him, Before that Philip called thee, when thou was under the tree, I saw thee. That is the gift of knowledge. When you were still under the tree, I saw you. Before you and Philip were even having a conversation, when you were telling Philip uh, that can anything good have come out of Nazareth, Jesus knew it. So Nathaniel was, we look at what verse 49 and 50 was saying. Nathaniel answered and said unto him, Rabbi, thou art the son of God. Thou art the king of Israel. It's, it's just for him to believe God. If you give a word of knowledge to someone, must direct them back to Jesus. It will make them believe, oh, really? Ah, Jesus is really using you. It's not about you. It's about him. It's to direct them to Jesus. That yes, ah, Jesus is Lord. I believe Jesus. If you give a word of knowledge to someone that uh, is, uh, is not saved, and you are telling the person, so, 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 ah, I want to give my life to Jesus. Because this is something you cannot know. But the Spirit of God has made you understand it. Word of wisdom. Many times Jesus is walking in the word of wisdom. They will come to Jesus and tempt him and say, Oh, uh, is it good to do this? When I was reading, there was a point that I was reading uh, this week. When they came to Jesus and was tempting him that is it good to pay tithes? To, no, to pay tax. And Jesus asked the Pharisees. Who are the Pharisees and the Sadducees that came to Jesus? Look at word of wisdom. And... Jesus asked them, whose face is on the, uh, on the penny, on the coin? He said, ah, it's Caesar's face. He said, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. Give to God what belongs to God. It's a word of wisdom. That whose face is there? If you say don't pay tax again, it's working against the law of the land. And God is not working against the law of the land. He said, we should submit under every authority. So if Jesus is working against the law of the land, they say, ah, see, See the person that called himself King, uh, Son of God. And if he's favoring the people, you say, yeah, you are, you are working for us. And they will report him to the law of the land and say, ah, this person is saying that don't pay tax again. But now you look at the word of wisdom. Solve the problem. 
Look at the gift of wisdom that God gave to um, to Joseph. I mean, to Solomon, I say Joseph. Joseph has that too. But let's look at Solomon. When they brought the the two women that asked their children, one gave birth to a child, another one gave birth to a child over the night. One has lost his child. And both of them say, oh, this is the one that is alive is my own. This one that is alive is mine. And Solomon said, uh, the sword, the, the man that oh, is holding the sword, okay, cut this one, the living, into half and cut this one into half, give them half, half. And the one that owns the child say, no, 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 don't cut it. Don't cut this child. Don't kill the child. Give it. Let the child be alive. Give it to the one that, to the other woman. That is the word of wisdom there. Wisdom is exhibited there. It's a manifestation of wisdom. So we can see this kind of thing working in our life that God can give you. I've, I've worked in that before. God can give you a word of knowledge for someone. God can give you a word of wisdom. Or word of wisdom is also very good in when we talk about counseling. You cancel people in word of wisdom and discernment of spirit. You discern. Working in discernment of spirit is also discerning the time, discerning the things. There are many things we can talk about when we talk about this gift of knowing. We have the gift of doing. The gift of doing is necessary in the church. We have the what? The, the, the faith for miracle. That God is working in miracles. We need it. We need faith. God working in healing. Doing, manifestation, actions of the Spirit of God. We also need what? Word of power. We need it. Manifestations. I've told you that most evangelists are working in the gift of what? Miracle. And they're also working in the gift of healing. You will know them by that. Evangelists are always working in those two gifts. It's more active in their life. It doesn't mean that the pastor cannot work in the gift of healing. No. It doesn't mean that... Uh, uh, a teacher cannot work in the gift of healing. No, they can. It doesn't mean that an apostle of Christ cannot work in the gift of healing. They can. But this is more manifest is manifesting in their ministry more than the others. So we see it. We talk about the, the gift of speaking. The gift of speaking, we have the uh tongues, we have the interpretation. And then we have what? Prophecy. Tongues. We, we talk about the diver kind of tongues. That's speaking. You are speaking. Interpretation of tongues. Tongue and interpretation. You interpret it. Also, we have the gift of prophecy. We have the gift of prophecy. We also have the office of a prophet. There's a two, it's two different. It's different. We have to differentiate it. The office of a prophet is different from the gift of prophecy. If we have time, maybe some other time, I can explain to you. The office of prophet is different from being uh, working in the gift of prophecy. Many of these people that I see, even in the church today, many of them are not prophets. They are working in the gift of prophecy. They are working in it. But they are not in the office of a prophet. Because the office of a prophet has more responsibility that they need to carry out in the body of Christ. There was a time that God was making me to understand what are the role of a prophet in this end time, in these days. What do they do? What are the things that they see? What are their actions? 
and you can also see those prophets in the Old Testament and how they work, even in the life of Jesus. Jesus working in the gift of prof uh, office of a prophet, not just gift of prophecy, office of a prophet. When Peter say, "I'm going to follow you. I'm going to die with you. I'm not going to leave you." You know what Jesus told Peter? He said, uh, "The devil has decided to sweet you as a wheat, but I've prayed for you." Part of the office of a prophet is what? To see and to pray that this must not happen. And to see also, to pray that this must happen. It's not just uh, speaking. I just want to speak to make people know, no, no. These are just gifts of prophecy that we see. So let's go deeper. If you look at it, maybe you can give you the slide. You can see the speaking gifts, the serving gifts. I listed it. But let's go into... Um, looking at some uh, division into three different ways that we can divide all these gifts. Like I was explaining the nine gifts of the Spirit in First Corinthians chapter uh, 12. But if you look at the gifts, the offices that we talk about in Ephesians chapter 4, it says we have the gift, the five-fold ministry that we will always talk about, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. These are the five-fold ministry. We also call these five gifts, we call it domas, which means called and gifted to, to train others. So these fivefold ministry are also called domas. They are also, the meaning of domas means to be called and be gifted to train others. You know, when we were reading Ephesians chapter 4, he was talking about that he has given the church to equip with all these offices that he has given the church these fivefold ministry to equip so that it, we can come to the unity of faith and maturity of Christ. So these fivefold ministry is this. So let's look at the second category that I've always already mentioned in First Corinthians chapter twelve. We call the manifestation gift. Every those those nine gifts they are manifestation because there is no way you will see the word of knowledge that you will not know. There is no way you will see the word of knowledge and the wisdom that you will not know. These are manifestations. You see it. You see someone manifesting it. Faith. You see powerful faith. Gift of healing. Working of miracle. Manifestation. Prophecy. Discerning of spirits. Various kinds of tongues. I've seen people like that that speak different kinds of tongues. As they are speaking in tongues, their tongue is changing. I'm not talking about different kind of languages. Maybe you can speak Arab, you can speak uh, Chinese, you can speak uh, Georgian language or uh, Russian language. Those are not the kind of one we are talking about. We are talking about spiritual gifts. So various kind of tongue is when they are speaking in tongues, their tongues are changing. It's changing. It's changing. Interpretation of tongues. Tongue and interpretation. So all these ones are called... Uh, Phanerosis. Phanerosis. Is another, another meaning for that is manifestation, expression, or exhibition. You can see it. If you see the gift of healing, you can see. If you see the gift of miracle, you can see. If you see the gift of faith, you can see it. If you see the gift of uh, tongue and interpretation, if you've been in the in a ministry where they are having tongue and interpretation, you will see it. It's the Spirit of God working. And that person has that gift. That person has that gift. And God, if they, if they maximize it, God can begin to use them more in that area. So, the last one I'm going to talk about is uh, the motivational gifts. 
It's also it's also place that motivational gift, also called charisma. So charisma. So we call it. Uh, some Christians are called we are charisma. Charisma means grace. So the motivational gifts. We have the seven gifts there, uh, from the book of Romans chapter twelve, talking about prophecy, ministry. In ministering, this one is in different dimension. You can minister as a song writer. You can minister as a singer. You can sing with the anointing of God. You can minister as a, maybe a comedian too. A drama ministry. You know, ministry means to serve. You minister in that area. And so many other ways that you, God can use you in ministering to people. So we, we have the teachers. We have the exhorter that is encourager. I've also mentioned it there. We have the givers that they give by grace. I mean, this giving that we are talking about here is uh, is with grace of God. These people can give anything. Yes, they understand what giving is, but they have the grace of giving. They have that grace of giving. They have the gift of giving. Ruler, this is a leadership role, that you have the gift of ruling, leadership, administration. We have the mercy. So this is just a summary of... Uh, of all the motivational gifts. If you look into this motivational gift, if you look at prophet, look at the definition. It means that to declare the will of God. And then we also look at it that need met. What do they meet? They meet what? Spiritual. Spiritual things. So keep us centered on spiritual principles. That's prophets. Being a prophet, they will keep us centered on spiritual principle look at ministry means to render or practice abi to render practical service that is practical i've talked about uh doing being a drama being serving hospitality cleaning uh, cooking and all those things are ministry and then if you look at uh, what it does it means to keep the work of ministry moving if you want to keep the work of ministry moving, you have to be a minister. If we need ministers in different areas, for example, if there's an uh, evangelism, we're having a crusade, you will need ministers. You will need ministers in different areas. But they are also called ministers in different areas on the field to minister for the work of God to be done. Teachers, they what? They minister, the researcher and teach the Bible. They bring mental understanding to people. We look at an exhorter. It means to encourage personal progress. To encourage. Psychologically, they speak to the mind of people. They encourage people. Keep us applying spiritual truths. They will encourage us. When you are faith, uh, fainting, we have many encouragers these days. And many people are even using that gift more. Joy Austin and so many other ministers, they are encouragers. They are, we, are called, we call them motivational. <laughs> motivational speakers. Because they use the word, the gift of encouraging, givers, material gift, rulers, functioning, uh, mercy, emotionally. So these are the gifts that we can talk about generally. And I believe that as we were talking about this, we are beginning to look at those gifts that you have. And like I was talking to uh, Brother GP the other time, the gifts also make you understand uh, which area you are called into? I asked him this question. Everybody is called. Yes, everybody is called. 
But when you begin to identify your gift, for example, if I have the gift of singing, God might say, okay, after a while he has been using me in singing, I'm singing, I'm ministering in songs. He can say, okay, you are starting a ministry, uh, I'm starting a ministry with you in song ministration. You go from one place to another and you minister in song to people. That is because you have the gift of singing. You have the gift in singing, singing to people. You know, also, maybe you are a teacher. You are just teaching. You just like to teach the Bible. You know, that's how I started. I started with teaching the Bible. I will go from house to house and then teach the people there. Just teach the Bible. Just teach the Bible. I will just do Bible study. That's all. That's all I was doing then. I would just do Bible study. Go from one place to another. We just teach, do Bible study. Do Bible study. I never knew I'm going to be in ministry or anything. That was, that was, that was... That was something that was hidden. But I was using the gifts. I would just teach the Bible, teach people, give them the spiritual insights, the understanding God has given unto me, share the Bible with people, share what I know with people, and just do that until progress started happening. And from there, I discovered my own calling, that this is what I'm called to do. And broader way, God will be explaining things to you and making you understand, oh, I've called you even bigger than these gifts. Oh, I've called you to even do this. I've called you to even do this. So from there, it's starting from somewhere. But I wanted to look at something in the scripture, Romans chapter 11, before we uh, give room for questions. Romans chapter 11 and verse 29 says, Romans 11, 29 says, For the gift and the calling of God are without repentance. For what? The gifts and the calling of God are without repentance. I'm going to explain this to us. The gifts of all the gift of the spirit that we talk about, all these kind of gifts that we are we that we mentioned today. God has given you freely. You can't um, get mature in it, get acquaintance with it know how to use it very well but also god is not taking it back but i want you to bring you to understanding of something that every gift that god has given if you are working in the will of god there is a grace on it the grace of god does not allow the gift that been given to you to destroy you god will not take the gift if one walk away from christ and no longer living right no longer serving god just doing whatever and just ministering, now sinning and doing all kinds of things. God will not take the gift. But the main thing is the grace will be removed. And that gift will lead to the destruction of that person. I want you to notice this. He said the gift and the calling. If God has called someone to be a pastor and is no longer pastoring, he's still a pastor. It doesn't mean that God is denying that, oh no, I'm, I'm, you are no longer called to be a pastor. If the person comes back, God will still use the person in the role as a pastor so he can god my the person what i'm trying to say is someone using these gifts and the calling does not mean that they are right with god does not mean what that the the person is right with god and that's why paul was saying it in uh um first corinthians chapter 9 or so that if i preach to others i should not be a castaway God can use you in healing. God can use you to minister word of knowledge to someone. 
God can use it to minister word of uh, wisdom to someone. But does that mean that you are right with God? God use you. It's God that is using you. It's not you that is using yourself. God does use you. But we ourselves must make our life right with God. We should not be carried away with all these gifts I'm talking about. Don't be carried away with the gifts that if I'm still, if God is still using me in these gifts, it means that I'm right with God. No. God can still be using you those gifts. doesn't mean you are right with God. God can still be using you as a being called to be an apostle, an evangelist, doesn't mean that you are right with God. So ourselves, being right with God, we must check our life. We must not use the validation of God using me or I'm shaking or when I speak, I speak in tongues to mean that, oh, that must be that God must, God must, God is still with me. No. You know, many times you've seen that God has left, the Spirit of God has left so many people but they are still working in the gifts. They are still working in it. Many false ministers, false prophets, false teachers, God called them right. Many of them are called right. They were called by God. But now because they've allowed sin and they are not watchful, now the grace has left, but the gift is still there. The grace left, the gift is still there, and they can still be using the gift. And Mighty things might be happening, but doesn't mean that after they are doing all these things, they will go to heaven. You remember what the Bible says in, uh, I think, Matthew, is it Matthew 20 or Matthew 24, that was talking about, we prophesy in your name. We teach in your name. We did miracles in your name. But he says something, he said, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity, I know you not. But they prophesied in his name. How can you heal in his name? How can you do all these miracles in his name? How can you teach in his name? But he's saying that depart from me, I know you not. Which one is not more important? Yes, we might be working in this gift. But our relationship with God is very important. Our relationship with God is very important. Me ministering, teaching people is not as important as my own relationship with God. People saying the manifestation or the expression of God in healing, in miracle, talking about different kinds of testimonies of what God has done, is not as important as my own relationship with God. It means that we should take our relationship with God as very important. Take your relationship with God, important. Not just that, okay, I'm singing, uh, whenever I want to sing is when I'm going to seek God. No. It should not be like that. Oh, when I want to sing, I will just see God. God, what do you want me to? Oh, I want to teach. I will ask God. That's when I will, I will pray and fast. I've seen ministers like that. They are my friends. I've seen some of them. That when they want to minister, you will know. When they are going to minister this week, you will know. Because that's when they will remember to fast. That's when they will remember to pray. That's when they will remember to do any spiritual things. But when they are not ministering, they will be relaxing. It doesn't mean that they are not called by God. And God will do awesome things through their life. When they minister, God will prove himself. You wonder, wow, God proved himself through their life. Yes. But I've learned to understand that, yes, God will do what he wants to do for his people. But does that mean the person is right with God? Does that mean the person is growing? Does that mean the person is still standing in Christ? Does that mean that God is still speaking to some of them? You know? So we should, as believers, we should not be focusing on the gifts. You see the gifts of God, or God using someone in a particular gift. Don't focus on the gift. Discern the Spirit. 
discern God through the person. And someone may not be right with God. Receive whatever they are going to give. Don't focus on their life. Receive what they are going to give. Because sometimes you might see some people, it means that what they are saying is true. But their lifestyle doesn't justify what they are saying. Receive what they are going to say. Receive what they are going to give. But you don't need to focus on their life. So we need to be right with God. God is going to use us in all these gifts. He's about to use the church in all of these gifts. God will use you in different kinds of gifts that we've mentioned today. He might start using you in that. Or he will bring you to an understanding of how to work in those gifts. But the most important thing that you should take as important in your life is being right with God. Being right with God. Don't take that as a joke. Don't take the glory or the manifestations or what people see as a, uh, as a yardstick that God is using me. No. I say, ah, people testifying. You know, yesterday people were testifying that, ah, see how you ministered. See how many dead people uh, were raised from dead. See how many people were healed. And you know in yourself that your life is not right with him. It's better you go to God and make your life right with him. Rather than focusing on the manifestation of the gifts or what God is doing through you. But make sure that your own life is right with him. Because that's the most important thing. It's not what we do for God, but what he is doing in us is the most important thing. I pray that God will bless us in the name of Jesus. I know that many of us have questions. So it's time for questions. So what kind of questions do we have? Now, my question is this, um, can we get a copy of this mic? Yes. That's your question. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you will. The thing is, the thing is, this um, topic today, you know, what we discussed today, it's, it's an eye-opener. And for me, I feel like I have, you know, a lot of self-reflection to do, you know, like you said, one is actually, you know, sit down and identify, you know, setting, you know, there might be some manifestation of some of these gifts that you've mentioned, you know, in our lives, but one probably might not have taken it so seriously or, you know, been able to really understand, you know, what this is. You, you mentioned something earlier about discernment. Mm-hmm. You know, um, now, I think you should call humility, yeah? Yeah. You know, there's, there's been certain instances where I probably walk into a room or something, or probably I'm in the garden or something, and I, I just start feeling some type of way, like, you know, I think I need to get out of this place, man. Mm-hmm. I'm not feeling right. Something, something in this is right with me, yeah? Yeah. So, I might leave, I might not, you know, know, like, probably something uh, bad might even have happened subsequently after I left. I'll give an example. There was there was a time I was supposed to go for like a if I say like a gathering, like a get together kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was in Sibelisi like a couple of couple of weeks back or like a month ago, probably a month ago. So the individuals that went for the party or like to get together, not the party per se because it was a friend who anyway, that's beside the points, but what I'm trying to get at is, you know, after I left the garden and I found out that, you know, a couple of people who got, who went there, they had some symptoms of this COVID, hmm. whatever. 
<laughs> so I'm not not like as if I'm I'm the oldest person or something. But you know, when, when I got there, like I was feeling some type of way, like ah, I need to leave. You know, I need to leave. And everyone was asking, like, ah, why are you leaving? Why are you stayed? I'm like, oh no, 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 I beg. <laughs> I'll see you guys later. Then I heard it, and I was like, wow. So if I had stayed longer than that, probably like exchange hands, you know, greet people, like shake each other, like stuff, like ah, I'm on myself. I for don't. Yeah, I won't begin the run now. The five money, say I won't go treat school. Hey, God, you know. And I sat down. I was like, ha, ah, hey, CBO, CBC trouble. But oh, God, hey, you know, for me, that's one of you know. An experience that I've had, but I didn't really pay so much attention to it. But I was just like grateful, like ah, oh God, oh God, I'm really grateful. Like ah, you did this for me, you know. So yeah, and please, Pastor, please don't forget to share the slides with us. Thank I will, you. I will do that. I will do that. That's a very good example that uh, <clears throat> you are able to do that. That the gift of God just working you. Every one of us should be able to work in the gift of this hand. Please. If you are not discerning things again, it means that you are going to believe lies. It's easy to fall into lies and wrong places, wrong direction, because you cannot discern. It's very important for every believer. Yes, the prophet works more in that. They works in the discernment of uh, spirits. Oh, whether it's true or lies, they will know. You know that ah, this person is telling you. You know, I can give an example. I've seen some people that will tell me, uh, uh, this is uh, what God wants to do. And I will say, okay. But I know the Spirit of God is already being witness that what this person is saying is a lie. And I've seen someone too, many people that I know, sometimes I look at, I know that this person is going to harm me. The Spirit of God is anything. Don't work with this person. This person is going to harm me. I already be careful. Or, the Spirit of God can say, don't tell this person so, so, so thing. Keep that to yourself. It's the summit of what is that person's heart. So it's very important for us to be able to do that. If you are not working in it, it's very important. It's going to protect you as a person. It's going to defend you. It's going to help you. Any other question? Um, sorry, I know. Time I know, but... So this question is pertaining to I don't know if probably we can discuss about this later, but you know it's just um, pertaining to dreams itself. You know, where does this actually fall? You know, based on what we've gathered today, mm-hmm. where does this actually? Because there are certain times one might dream and you know be like one might be having like an experience of deja vu during the day. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I think I felt this before. Yeah. The next, the one actually remembers. Ah, so like, so so. There was a time I, you know, I had this, you know, like I, I think I dreamt about it, and you know, one is feeling that feeling of deja vu. So how how would you describe? Or you know, is this also like? Let me say this is also a gift, and you know, under which category? Like, how would you categorize this, or how would you describe this? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, dreams are dreams are prophetic. Dreams are prophetic. It can be a dream that God is giving you a word of knowledge of something that is going to happen, that God is showing you. Uh, But the gift of prophecy can be working only for you. That God is using you 
and is using that particular way to be able to speak to you, minister to you alone. But when we talk about the body of Christ, God can be using that particular gift that he has given you now to use it to minister to maybe people in your family. And when you find yourself in a gathering of people, God can use it also to minister to them. So, but if we talk about a prophet now, an office of a prophet, they might be having dreams that are even bigger than just for themselves. Maybe having dreams for a church, having dreams for families, having dreams for the nation, and you know. So these are, they know, they already know that uh, I'm working in the office of a prophet and God can give me a vision or a dreams for some people or for a church or for a family or for a nation. So, but when you have that kind of dream, that God is already using you in that, you need to be watchful of the kind of dream you are having. You need to be watchful. If God is speaking to you and He gives you a dream, it can be a warning that God is trying to warn you ahead of time. Or God can also give you a direction. You've been praying for something and now God is speaking to you in dream because He finds it easier for you to understand because it's the way the Spirit of God can relate with you. If He can relate with you in a dream, He will just work with you in a dream. If you can relate with you that you are very uh, under, have an understanding of the word of God, you just relate with the word of God or open your eyes. You, you know, a friend of mine was telling me this was not a even a like, I won't say it's a dream. It's not a dream. It's a vision. He said he saw a daughter having a cobweb on the eyes and then on the hand. He said God just opened her eyes. She didn't understand it. She saw it and that thing went away again. And another time again, it comes back again. She was just looking at the daughter and saw the cobweb on the face. And she also saw the cobweb on the hands. And that time, that was, that was when she took action and she prayed. I said, that is good. That is what we call it an open vision. God opened your eyes and you saw, you can see things. God can open your eyes and you are seeing someone. I was, I was talking about there was a time that God opened my eyes. I was coming from... Uh, evangelism and the lady is coming just in front of me like this and I saw the demon inside the woman and I saw the face and the expression and the woman is everybody will see the woman as being normal but I know what I saw so God opened my eyes to see what is inside this woman that everybody cannot see so God can open your eyes to see things it can be for yourself but one thing that we always want you to do is look at yourself is God working in dream? Some people have this kind of dream. When they have dream of something that is positive, it means that that is the opposite. Some will have a negative dream. It means that it's the positive way. <laughs> that is, if they see that maybe someone will die, it doesn't mean that someone will die. If someone sees that someone will die, it means that someone will live. Some is, if they see that someone will die, the person will actually die. So, it can be like this, direct. Some are not direct, it's the opposite. So, we, you have to watch it. And I've seen it many times. So, for me, if I have a dream that so-so thing is like this, that is how it's going to be. But I've seen some people that when they have a dream, they will tell you, I have a dream about so-so thing like this. But it's the opposite. So, already know that, oh, if I have a dream like this. So, you have to understand how the Spirit of God is working with you. If the Spirit of God is working with the Word of God, you read the Word of God, or you wake up in the morning and you wake up with a song 
Many of the time, also God work with me like that. I can wake up with a song. I can wake up with a, a word in my mind. I can wake up with a word, saying a word like this. I know what God is saying, and I check it out. I don't just ignore it. Most of the time, when you don't ignore when God is speaking to you, He will speak more in that way. When you ignore it, and you are ignoring it, you are quenching the Spirit of God in you. When you ignore it, you are quenching it. Maybe God just spoke to you concerning the song, and instead of you going and check out the song and listen to the song and know what God is going to speak to you there, you just ignore it. You have wasted that time. So I always know that. If, a, if I have the move to pray, I pray. At that time, maybe it's an unusual time, but I'm having this move of God to pray, and I pray. Maybe God just minister a word in my mind. I check it out. What is the meaning of this word? And before you know it, I'm having a lot of things being downloaded to me concerning that thing that God just spoke to me. But if I say, I will do it later, I might not remember. I might have forgotten. And at that time, when I'm doing this, the Spirit of God is ministering to me more. So we have to be conscious when the Spirit of God is speaking to us. Because it's not just in our own time. Sometimes it can come in His own time that you are not ready, but He's saying, now I want to speak. And you must be ready. So if God speaks to you in dream, watch what he's saying. If it's something you need to pray about, pray about it. If it's something that God is already speaking to you through the word that ignore this, ignore it. Because sometimes the devil can bring dream to you. And if God is speaking to you through a word of God and he's saying so, so thing, bringing a word of knowledge to you or a word of wisdom to you, take step. If he's warning you concerning something, just just do it. You know, so that's one thing I want to say about uh Different ways that the Spirit of God works. He works in different ways. He works in different ways. Alright? I just want us to pray and then uh, that God should give us a better understanding of all these gifts. That God should reveal those gifts to you better. And make you understand this, that every one of us can begin to work in those gifts. And if there is any gift in us that is dormant, God should activate it. We need an activation of those gifts.